Hey everyone, this is the Data Rules Podcast, where we chat with experts in the reporting automation industry and just nerd out and talk about marketing data. I'm your host, Victor Dwyer, and today our guest is Yosef Yunes. Yosef is a CEO and founder of YRV Dynamics, an expert in PPC, e-commerce, and lead generation. With a prestigious top-rated plus badge and 100% job score, his expertise in marketing is unmatched. Before we dive in how to boost client deliveries and win pitches, Yosef, please give us a little intro about yourself and what you're currently working on. Absolutely, Victor. I just want to say, First of all, I'm a paying subscriber of PMA. Like I'm not endorsed <laughs> or anything. I just am here because, you know, I just want to really preach how good Power My Analytics has been for my company and the boost in revenue and in clients that I've seen. So YRV Dynamics was founded about two years ago, March 6, 2022. I Just like a baby, I remember the birth date. And we've been going strong every year. At first we offered strictly media services. From there, we offered creative services and now we do website design. Now we do SEO. We do everything under the sun now. I've actually had Power My Analytics the whole journey. The first year was kind of like Batman Begins. You know, it was, I was mm-hmm. both familiar with the space in terms of getting clients and I knew the usual rigmarole. I had Power My Analytics behind the scenes, right? So I would have it and I would just do reporting, whatever. This year, it's been entirely flipped the script. It's not enough to just do reporting on Excel or have once a week calls with your clients. You need to have a tech partner and that's where Power My Analytics comes in. And we're gonna talk about that today, how I've done it and how I've incorporated in my pitches, how I've incorporated with my clients and have been really driving strong ROAS and deliverables. Yeah, I love it. I love how passionate you are about the data and everything else. That's great. So starting out with, I guess, data, what is the most important KPIs that someone needs to focus on in 2023 and almost 2024 now to really make sure that there's an impact on the business and everything else like that. Absolutely. Right now, the big issue is ROAS, right? Everybody's talking about how ROAS has been declining year over year. I would say we're one of the few companies that has been going up in ROAS. I've actually seen an increase in my ROAS with my clients. And there's a couple of reasons why. The first is, is that all of our buyers, including me, is Meta and Google certified by the platform itself. Like, so there's Meta Blueprint. I'm certified Meta Blueprint. I'm actually double certified. I have all my buyers certified. On top of that, I'm Google certified, which is like, you know, so certification, but the, the meta blueprint's a very difficult test. And so that's one element. The next element is really making sure you have a good data partner. Like I said, it's not enough to do reporting on Excel. It's not enough anymore. Like it's, I'm telling <laughs> you, I'm shocked how many times people, you know, are just like, oh yeah, it's almost like reporting's an afterthought. And the now day and age, it's, you know, clients want results. What I love about PMA is it holds you as the agency to a higher standard right? Because Mm -hmm. daily, weekly, monthly, however you want to slice and dice the data, the client can now do that and hold me. Trust me, I've had calls on weekends. I've had calls on Fridays. I have calls in the morning, all you name it, because someone looked at the data and it's like, Hey, it's kind of down today. It's kind of, you know, or, you know, even vice versa. It's sometimes it's up and you know, those are a little bit rare, but I get more like, Hey, it's down, but that's good. I actually like hearing that because they're using the tech. They're calling me on it and that's, and I have to react, right? I do react every day. And that's actually something else I want to talk about. It's looking at the data every single day, you know, on some of these high spending clients, Black Friday, Black Friday, Cyber Monday, we were looking at the data every single day in platform 
also in PMA, the client was too. And that really holds us to a whole other standard. The whole set it, forget it stuff. That was good about 10 years ago. It's not, you really have to pull those levers when the data is down. And PMA is a big part of that. Like I said, reporting has, I felt, been taken a backseat. And I think now moving forward, because clients want more accountability, it's actually coming back again to being in the front seat, along with you and the client in the front seat. It's right in the middle between both of you, right? And so that's what allowed me to succeed. Yeah, I love that. And so you're like totally right on the transparency part of like the reporting really does open up the transparency of the performance, making sure that going through those deliverables and everything else like that. And so what are the correct ways to do the visualizations for the client? Because we all know that what a CEO needs to see is way different than let's say the operations person wants to see. So how do you show that to the client that's going to be very helpful for them to actually understand what is the data is that's actually inside of the dashboard. Great question. What I love about PMA is that the dashboards are 15, 10 slides deep. They are. It allows for everything from geo. It allows everything from all the actionable items, such as when somebody goes to the site and they purchase. Well, if they sometimes if they don't purchase, what if they do, you know, ATC, which is add to cart? What if they just enter their email? They're not ready to purchase. We can actually show that saying, hey, we got so many people that joined your email list. They weren't ready to purchase. That's fine. I can actually show that on the dash. So the fact they came to the site and they bounced isn't bad as long as they bounced and they left their email. That's the trick, right? When I can show the client, hey, I had, you know, whatever, you know, 10,000 people go to the site today. You know, we actually got 200, 300 email subs out of that. That's, and but no one purchased or, you know, we got a few purchases. That's a whole other layer of data that I can show the client saying that's a win actually, you know, like they weren't ready to purchase now. And then this day and days, people are more frugal. They want to do more research. They want to go to your site. Not, not once, not twice, not three times before they buy. Now it's, 10 times, right? So if they come once, if they come twice and they bounce, but on the second time they drop their email or they enter your conversion funnel, they go all the way to add a cart or even enter information. That's good. That's a win. I can visualize that in these dashboards. I cannot do that in Excel. I cannot do that. Or you can do it, but it looks like data vomit. You know, it just looks like a total, it looks nuts. What I love about the dashboards is the storytelling is there. I have 10 slides, 15 slides sometimes where I could say the geo, you know, your geo is, is actually where we should be. That's actually where we thought it would be. And that's where the geo is. Or we knew, you know, right now our price point was a little high. So people would go in the funnel and they didn't purchase or they did purchase, but the purchases were low. But I expected that. I knew we'd get a lot of add to carts or we knew we'd just get a lot of email subscribers because that's what the, whatever the conversion event was or what whatnot. I'm able to tell that story all in the dashboards. If I just have one Excel sheet full of all that data, it's just nuts. It's neurotic. It doesn't tell that story the way a dashboard can, or at least the sheets that I see in Power My Analytics. That's given me, you know, and I'm a small businessman, right? I have a small agency and I, you know, do I want to spend all this time to make this, you know, cumbersome sheet and the client doesn't understand it? No, I don't, you know, but with Power My Analytics, what I love about this, and I'm talking I love, is the fact I'm able to <laughs> plug inside the platform and I'm able to see this data. If you're doing it 15 minutes, you're doing it too long. I'd say it's 10 minutes. It, it spits that data out and I'm able to have that conversation, a one hour, two hour conversation with the client because there's 15 slides. There's, there's all this data saying, hey, you know, your purchases were down. That's fine. But your ad to carts went through the rough or your email subscribers were through the rough. I'm able to tell that story. Sorry, that's a little long winded. I, I didn't mean to go on. I, <laughs> sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> 
So question for you, besides your super high energy personality, how have you been closing clients and delivering those expectations for clients? Absolutely. That's a great question. It goes back to what I was saying, one of the offerings we have now. So when I do a video sales letter to a client, right? And I, I'm not a lot on Upwork. That's a great place to be. It has, it's very acquisition focused. I send about a couple, I would say three to five emails a day, right? Or whatever approaches a day. And I do a video sales letter. One of the things I do is incorporate. I say, hey, here's my LinkedIn. Here are my certifications. Here's my site. Here are my case studies. You know what the third pillar is? Here's my Power Analytics integration. And here's like the data. I actually go straight to the templates. I show you we have certifications. We have case studies that know what the hell I'm doing. I'm not a scam agency. You know, this is, I know what I'm doing. And then the third one is you get accountability. And the accountability comes in the form of a dashboard where you get to see, check me every single day. And trust me, I've had clients take me up on this. And that, hey, I said in the beginning, they, they call me day and night and they'll say, hey, I looked in the thing and it's low, you know, and, and I have to, okay, I'm going to go check, which is good. That's good. They feel they can contact me and hold me accountable. That's pretty much how I've done it. So it's been actually part of the sales process because I'll tell you this much, man, it's not enough just to buy. You have to have that tech, that tech, that reporting tech is the thing that makes you the difference from a scam agency or just a normal agency, right? And we're going to talk about scam agencies in a minute or just a agency, just some guy with a desk, right? As a po now you with this piece of tech, you're someone else. You're on steroids. You really are. So that's what I love about Parmat. It's part of my sales process. Cool. And can you walk us through your approach to client pitches? How does that look like? Absolutely. So the first thing I do is I, I look on Upwork and I actually diagnose, I go through the whole, basically what they're looking for. And when I do the video sales letter or if, I, if I'm actually just like pitching a long form approach in terms of written piece, what I'll do is I'll actually go through what their problem is. The secret, right? What's the secret to pitching and winning? And this is not anything new. I've seen it all over the place and no one does it. <laughs> it is you have to know their problem better than they do. If you know their problem and you're able to explain their problem better than they do in that pitch as an expert or if they need certain creative or they're not doing enough iterations or the ROAS is down and that's a very common problem. A lot of people don't know how to fix that. You have to know, okay, I think the issue is there's something wrong in their conversion funnel on their site. Or I think I got to audit that, or I got to audit their acquisition versus retargeting within their meta or Google platforms. And that's how you do it. You have to know their problem better than they do. And you diagnose it like a doctor on their, what their issue is. From there, you do the video sales letter. You incorporate those, like I said, those tactics. You're like, look, I just looked at your Upwork and you know, I'm seeing, you know, some issues here. It could be this. I don't know until I go in there, but it could be that. And this, I've seen this before. Here's this case study where I had similar issues and I was able to fix it or somebody was down on the ROAS and I was able to just pull these levers and get it back up. And then on top of that, we go over like our skill sets, you know, like I was talking about. And then I talk, I literally, the next thing is I talk about our data platform, our tech, which is power in my analytics with that three trifecta, starting with a strong number one and that number two and that number three, you got dynamite. You really do. It's uh, Phil Jackson triangle right there. That's it right there. <laughs> yeah, I love it. It's great. So I want to go to the tactical side real fast. So you said you're increasing your ROAS year over year for a lot of your clients. What data have you been focusing on to make that happen, to make it actionable? Are you looking at the ad level, like ad set level? Like how are you looking, interpreting your data? differently than someone else. Absolutely. The daily check-ins. It's a daily check-ins every single day on how those ads are doing, how those audience are doing, and what tweaks do you need to make? Do you need to make a tweak on more retargeting? 
less retargeting, and then more or less, how's your conversion funnel, right? How's your awareness versus your acquisition versus your retargeting going into all the way down and then diagnose it. Do I have the right creative here? Is this benchmark being followed with these sets of creative? If not, that means we have to swap things out, right? And yeah. the, probably one of the easiest things to do right now is swap out the creative or have multiple creatives in your toolbox and your tool belt to be able to plug and play and put that in. Really understand the heroes versus challengers methodology where, you know, if something's down, switch it out, look at your hero and plug it in. Like I said, it's really the basics. It really, it's shocking how many people I think have gotten, I don't want to say spoiled, but they just run conversion campaigns all day without really understanding what's going on behind that conversion. Because we all know, everybody knows ROAS is down year over year. That's a fact. So what you have to do is, is kind of take it down one to the basics. Make sure you have your conversion in front of place. Make sure that that top layer, if you need to do more video, right? You're bringing people in your retargeting pull through, you know, whatever 50% viewers, 100% viewers, or even maybe even 25%, that's rare. And then just bringing them down, you know, constantly drawing people in. Because the issue I've seen a lot of times is these platforms over rely on bottom funnel retargeting. They really do. So you have to constantly be understanding how can I bring somebody in and understand, I get, yeah, it's, it's a lot of frequency, but they're going to go out of frequency regardless because now they're in your email list or they know who you are. They're part of your social organics. So you're already kind of getting them. It's really the aim of the game that I think now is a lot of acquisition, just bringing more people into the funnel, pushing them down the funnel slowly. Also understanding your rate of conversion on your site. You know, what's the difference between your people who come in, people who come part of your funnel, people who become part of your ATC, IC, which is uh, add a cart, instant checkout. What's the drop off? Because we understand the platform, but it's also understanding the path of conversion on the site. If it's, you know, ideally, you know, 50-ish, somewhere around there, if it's more than 50% drop off, there's an issue. So it's understanding where that drop off is at every step. That's kind of why I like, I hate to go back to it, but the whole power of my analytics thing, because you're able to understand it from the post, uh, actually pre-click all the way to purchase, but you also have to look at your internal numbers. And then one thing I actually want to talk about too, it's understanding how your organics are doing, how your email is doing, how your SEO is doing. There's templates for all this stuff on Power My Analytics. If you want to optimize those, it's as simple as putting the account into the platform, extrapolating out that data, looking at the holes and talking it over with a client saying, you know, hey, I, I'm just seeing holes here or we're just beating the death on branded keywords or whatever and then really extrapolating out same thing with organic there's organic dashboards in there where we can see what's the top and just a millisecond what's top performing is it stop this manual stuff that manual stuff is that that went out with excel it's we're in 20 we're about to be in 2024 and it's we need to think far into this really manual reporting thing is from it's just carried over into a lot of startups it's kind of carried over into a lot of areas it's really just trying to save your energy and focus on the holes right to do the holes you have, to, you have to take a step back. You have to look at the dashboard and look at your internal metrics and just see where those holes are and it'll that fill those holes in. Yeah, no, I totally agree. And what channels do you recommend that people get on? Is it Google? Is it Facebook? Is it TikTok? What are the platforms that you're typically going on to really drive the most growth year over year in the advertising industry? Yeah, right now, I would definitely say it's, it's a traditional. I mean, I think that's where I've been steady and true, but it's also understanding the roles of those emerging platforms, right? Or not, maybe not emerging, but... The the ones that are growing at a substantial rate. Of course, TikTok. I've been hearing a lot of talk on Pinterest. You know, a lot of times it's not just spending money. Like I had a client the other day, should we spend money on Pinterest? And I was like, well, I, you know, for me, I've had good results. I've had bad results. Here's what you should do. Test it organically. See what happens. See if that audience is there. So before you spend it, you know, the answer is not always money. It's not. 
It's a lot of times is put, just going in there, you know, doing some simple SEO, seeing what your competitors are doing in there, and then just seeing if any hand raising is occurring. I, you know, it's funny. I have that question a lot from clients. Am I ready to spend? Am I ready to go into the marketplace? Am I ready to take on these big competitors? I always say this. What are you doing organically? Are you getting sales organically? If you're not getting sales organically, I would hold a beat. I really would because that should be the deciding factor if your audience is ready to expand out. If you don't have that base, to be honest, you're just going to waste money. It's, you know, money does not, I'm telling you, money does not solve everything. I always tell people, make sure you have a strong organic. You're getting those purchases in. People are just organically coming into your funnel. At that point, that's when you're ready to go, to go in the big leagues and you're ready to spend. So that's always been my advice. So if someone was just starting, what would be the one channel that you would recommend them get on at the very beginning to go from organic to eventually sponsored? For organic, I would definitely say start with Instagram and Facebook. Those two are not going anywhere. Of course, more probably more Instagram. Like we do a lot of fashion. We're 100% Instagram in that area, especially emerging designers. That's where you just should be. And then you're able to extrapolate out. I mean, you've already built your audience. You already took your CRM data and plugged it in, your email, your purchasers, all that stuff. You already plugged it into the platform. So you know, let's build out from that. Let's put pour, let's put some gas on it, right? And then if it sparks up and we have some momentum, then pour more gas on it. Or, you know, maybe tap the brakes. That's a great area to test. Also, too, there's organic Google shopping. Just plug it in. Let's just see what happens, you know? Google shopping allows organic shopping results, you know, and then most people don't know that. But it's really making sure that you're doing those organic plays first and you're seeing the results. And that's your canary in the coal mine, right? That's the thing that's gonna tell you, okay, I'm ready to go to the next level. So, okay, like what's the balance between the organic and sponsored though? Because obviously doing it organically is going to take a lot more time to get those results. And if you don't have that time, obviously pouring gasoline on the fire is going to help that with paying to increase the amount of views that you get on the post. So like what's the balance between doing organic and sponsored when it comes down to your like time results? That's a very good question. I would say it's not necessarily going up for that cutthroat purchase. A lot of times it's spending maybe $100 over two weeks to grow your email list. It could be to just get landing page views. Let's see what happens. Let's fast forward. The, just let's amplify the process a little and see what happens. Do those micro spends. See what happens. The last thing I ever advise any client doing is saying, all right, let's put a thousand dollars. They'll go from zero to a thousand dollars in two weeks like that. No, 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 no. That the answer really is doing those micro spends. Test, test how much an email lead form objective would do. Let's actually see it. And then if the results are there, okay, let's keep expanding on that. And then that, that's how you do it. It's really, it's taking almost like these experiments and doing like just testing every level and then getting there. I'm not, you know, I, I guess maybe I was a little too aggressive. It's not necessarily either or, but it's really just making sure that you're taking steps to get to that paid level is what I mean. Actually, that's this leads me to something else and I, I hate to drill on. I've had a lot of opinions on this is scam <laughs> agencies. What's a scam agency, right? A lot of times I've noticed lately, I get a lot of clients who say, you know, I had some guy, I met him here or, or person, I met him here, or I met him there, whether it could be Upwork, could be Fiverr, could be, I don't know, but they they met him somewhere and they were like, yeah, they promised me all these results. You know, if I spent 2000, 3000, 5000 a month and you know, we took their advice, you know, as a business owner, I thought they knew what they're doing and they didn't. Right. And now I'm out 5,000 bucks. 
And now I don't have, I have a couple purchases, but that's really it. I hear that story. I have heard this story probably now. I hear it so much now. It's almost like scary. And it's sad too, because a lot of these business owners are, you know, it's a bad economy. And let's be honest, it's tough out there right now. It's, it's hard. And, you know, we want to make sure that, you know, first of all, your buyers are certified. Make sure they invest of all people into themselves. And then no scam agency is going to invest in Power My Analytics. No, they're, you know what they're going to give you? They're going to give you an Excel sheet. Think about that, right? Somebody who knows what they're doing is going to invest in a tech platform. If you're getting Excel, if some guy says, hey, I'm going to give you an Excel sheet of how your results are, that's fine. Okay, I did that too when I first began. It's not a big deal. But as you grow, say you have you know, your buyers are kind of there. I don't know. Or I'm kind of there. I don't know. I learned on YouTube or whatever. And you got this investor to come in or this client to say, here's 5,000 bucks. Get me so many results. Oh, okay. I will. And then you go in there and spend, I get a thousand dollar of that retainer. I just spent 4,000 bucks and here's your Excel sheet. We got zero purchases. I'm telling you a scam agency will not invest in power analytics, but you know who will a competent, good, solid agency that picks up the phone at in morning night. And that's, I mean, you can say me, but it's, it's really other people too. Yeah. I love that. So yeah, that's a very good perspective because there are a lot out there. And is there any other topic that you want to make sure that we cover today that you feel like it's very important to cover today? Uh, no, I think really that's the message, right? It's really making sure your agency knows what the heck they're doing. Make sure they have the case studies. Case studies are so important. And you know, is it gospel? Can some people fluff them? Can some people do this of course but also you know when they have you know when you combine that and they're certified and you combine that when they have tech like such as power my analytics like i do that i actually incorporate into every single sales letter and i and guys i'm not paid to say this is me just saying this that i incorporate into my sales process and into my onboarding process and into my long-term service that's really the magic that's really the trifecta it's that easy folks it's not this isn't mysterious and really just making sure that the people you're dealing with are know what they're doing and they're saying hey you need to spend drop 10,000 5,000 bucks there's a problem. Yeah. Unless they can validate. Yeah. I really agree with that. And if you were to give someone one actionable piece of advice for data monitoring for 2024, what would that advice be? Oh yeah. Look at everything. Really look at the storytelling going on, right? Take time to go through all the sheets, all the data and really understand where you're at in your goals in your long-term goals, are you where you need to be at this point in time? Are you, you know, leading up to the next Black Friday? Are, are you at this point? You know, do you have the right experiments in place? Are you constantly testing? And the real way to do that, my friends, is through solid reporting analytic tech. That's how to do it. You could sure you could do that on Excel. That's fine. But to get that storytelling going on that, hey, I, I put all these different experiments in place and are, are my geos matching? I guarantee you somebody doing Excel ain't doing geos. I promise you this. Like that's coming from the storytelling and your tech. So that could only come there, you know, and really understanding other anomalies, you know, really understanding where, you know, if one of my, I have several clients that are localized just because they're fashion, they're LA, New York. That's a lot of their sales are. But if something peaks in random in parts of the country, we got to kind of like, hey, what happened here? Like, that's kind of interesting. Like in a lot of times it's an influencer or there was some call out or something that is really cool. So it's just really understanding the peaks and the valleys and why those happen. That can only happen with a tech platform or reporting tech platform. Yeah. Well, that's all we have time for today. Yosef, please tell the audience how to find you, how to find more about you and everything else like that. Yeah. YRV Dynamics. That's simple. <laughs> so <laughs> come to our, we have a YouTube channel. We have a LinkedIn. We have come to our 
site, yrvdynamics.com. We have all of our case studies. I have six case studies. I have probably 11 medium articles just on everything from, you know, what's going on in 2024 to iOS 17 to how to pass meta blueprint. I actually have everything there. So feel free to take a look. Awesome. Thank you so much for joining today. And thanks for coming on. It was really awesome. You're very high energy. I absolutely <laughs> love it. And I know our audience will love it as well. <laughs> cool, man. Thank you. Thank you everyone for watching. This is the Data Rules Podcast and we'll catch you next time.